Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. All right, guys, it's the holiday season, and I'm asking Santa Claus for NBA action. So I'm partnering up with the DraftKings Sportsbook because they always are hooking up our customers, especially new ones. All new customers bet $5 or more on any pregame wager and get $150 in bonus bets instantly by using my promo code DCTV at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Look, we all love hoops. We all love basketball. And everybody always tries to act as though they know everything about basketball. Well, let's put your knowledge to the test. All new customers bet $5 or more on any pregame wager and get $150 in bonus bets instantly by using my promo code DCTV at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hey, guys, at the DraftKings Sportsbook, make that crown yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y. Or text H-O-P-N-Y-4673-69. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Budio Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another episode of Funky and the Champ. I'm fat. Jamal's like skinny fat. You got you like you, like you're skinny fat. Take it back. Today I chose violent. I'm suing! Sue them. I had to mute on for the fight. Sorry, Daniel. I did mute you. You guys are going to be lifetime enemies because of the shit you say the moment you get a microphone in your face. Bro, you're crazy. It, as a general thought, your thought on Sean Strickland as a general thought is what? Are we on record? Is this on the record? <laughs> uh, you know what? He's been saying some pretty smart stuff, Daniel. I, I, uh, 
I reposted when he went off on Colby, you know, and he just he pretty much said like, you know, Colby's trying to play the MAGA guy, but and you guys are falling for it. And Colby doesn't care about you. He is a degenerate low life scumbag. So wow. stop cheering for him. Did you hear what he said about Leon's dad? That you know, that's over the line. He kind of, he kept going. He kept going right. Yeah. Um, so I so thought, your wow. your your so your general thought is swinging in the direction of you love Sean Strickland. Well, I always thought he well, I thought he was wild. Um, and I think um, you know, he's he's getting more and more of a voice, and it's it's making more and more sense. And obviously, especially when then you you hear about his background and what he went through growing up, it kind of makes a lot more sense. Um, and I think you know what I I really like about him. And it's what I like about anybody. I like this about you, Daniel. You're consistent. He is consistent. <laughs> like, listen, I tweeted, Daniel. I saw that. I saw them in the crowd. And I said, they're going to fight. I don't know why <laughs> UFC put them together. Like, that was, and then sure enough, one minute later, they fought. It was like, <laughs> well, duh, what did you expect? Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So <laughs> welcome to a brand new episode of Funky and the Champ. I'm Daniel Cormier. That's been Askren. I was kind of the one to get Ben's general thoughts on Sean Strickland. I didn't know. Obviously, now you guys know his general thoughts. Or do you know his general thoughts? Because he did have to ask if we're on record first. And when he asked <laughs> if we were on record first, did he hold back? That's the question. Uh, did did Ben hold back in terms no, of his real I thoughts? I don't think so. so. Some of the stuff I think maybe goes maybe a little too far. I don't know if you heard about, you know, he, he went in on Sean O'Malley, which I don't know, maybe he might be right on that one too, though. He might be. You never know. Yeah. You're so crazy, bro. <laughs> and no, wait, dude, is he the what? smartest guy in the world, though? Because he was the first person that brought back to light the whole Ian Gary and the WAG thing and all the other stuff, right? So he's like, he's always like in the middle of something. In the middle of something, yeah. But last <laughs> weekend, he was in the middle of really something with Drake's Duplessis. <laughs> They're in this the crowd, and as you said, you were wondering why did they put them so close together? Why did they, do, Daniel? Why did they do it? I really don't know. I I don't know how you missed that with him. There are fighters, there are fighters that you can put sitting next to someone they're gonna yeah, fight yeah. down the line. Sean Strickland doesn't seem no. like that type of fighter. So, my question to you <laughs> is: Does it make you more excited for the fight, or is it just like, well, eh? Come see, come saw, right? Uh, I was, this, I was excited for I was excited for it already. I think it's going to be a good fight. You know, Duplessis, we've talked about him on the show. He he looks kind of awkward in what he does, but he is he's really successful. I did hear, I was in Australia. It was a great place. If you've never been to Sydney, Daniel, I'm going to recommend it highly. Have you been there? I've been to Sydney multiple times. What do I look like? A fucking country bumpkin from Louisiana has never traveled the world. So you're you telling me. So you didn't go by the ocean, though. You got eaten by a shark. You I was in tasty. Australia just very recently. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's such an insult. Sean Strickland fought Israel Adesanya in Australia. Yeah, yo, I don't have your travel schedule. I know you're well, I mean, a lot ben, of places. We talk constantly. Yeah, but I don't I say, I'm... like, where's Daniel at today? Okay, do you love Sydney or not? And then I'm going to tell you something about what, what I heard. Okay, so I think Sydney's pretty cool. But it was cold okay. when we went there, right? Were you there, oh, like, in the summer, summer or was it? Yeah. I was there Beaches. in the winter, so it was a little cold. So, yeah, it was, it was okay. So what did you hear? So here's what I heard. There's, you know, I, I went to a lot of gyms. I was teaching wrestling seminars. Um, I heard Can some rumors. Wrestle? That maybe Robert Whitaker wasn't 100 percent at full health, but he's not the kind of guy who's going to make excuses. So really, yeah, and you know, we both—at I, I, least I'm pretty sure—we both said it after the Duplessis fight. It's like, wow, I, I, 
I thought Robert Whitaker was a significant favorite there. I was kind of surprised. I just have him. never seen Robert Whitaker get beat, especially in that way. Like, yeah, like that. So I think we were both surprised. And so, yeah, I heard he was dealing with some pretty serious injuries, but you know, he's pulled out a handful of times and he just like, he didn't want to, he didn't want to pull out again. It's, I don't know those to be true. I don't know how good my sources were, but I heard it multiple times. That's what I want to know. How many times did you hear it? Yeah. And what did they say exactly? Like what type of injuries? Was Robert Whitaker dealing with, man? Well, I don't want to tell you about all this. But if you're going to tell it, then you might as well tell it. The fight's over. It already cost him. It already cost him. Yeah, as it, much was, as it was something with his ankle where he couldn't train very well. And both both times I heard it, someone said the, the same body part. Really? Yeah. So it might be true. So it might be So true. how much of a factor do you think that played into the fight with Duplessis? Because right now, most of the excitement about Drake is, is because of what he did to Robert Whitaker because we had never yeah. seen anybody do that to Robert Whitaker. So yeah. if that was the case and Rob was hurt, does that take a little bit off of it then? Uh, a, a little bit, but you know, the thing about uh, Duplessis and Sean Strickland is um, Sean Strickland has let people hit him before Duplessis hits hard and he is kind of awkward. And sometimes those awkward people, they're the worst ones to fight. Cause you just, the punches just come from weird angles. Um, and so I still think Duplessis is probably going to connect a few times. I mean, I think Sean Strickland's probably going to win the fight, but I'm definitely not ruling out uh, Drake what, is winning. But that's what I was going to ask you, right? Because when I see for years, Kamaru Usman refusing to go up to 185, mm -hmm. partly because he's friends with Izzy, but even when Alex became the champion, there was no talk of him going to 185. Yeah. Sean Strickland becomes a champ now. And Leon Edwards is immediately talking about going to 185. I hate it. Kamaru Usman was immediately talking about going to 185. What yeah. is that? Like, why is he this? It's a bit. Honestly, it feels like they feel like there's a beatable champion. So I'm going to I'm going to take my shot. Why yeah. is Sean Strickland overlooked still? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Be probably because he's been beat relatively recently. He lost to um, Pereira. Pereira knocked him out. He lost. Uh, he lost the Cannoneer. Also, not not that yeah. long ago, right? So he we have seen him lose. So that that's probably why I hate Leon Edwards moving up. Though I, I like Leon Edwards. I think he's great, but I think he needs to clean out the division. I think you need to clean out the division before you can move up. So I think he's got to face Bilal and Shavkat at least. And if someone else emerges, he needs to take care of them. Once you clean your division, then then go on up and have some fun. So has that kind of lost his luster a little bit? The double champ thing. Is it annoying watching it like everybody kind of yeah. wants to do it? Well, it's annoying because it's like there, there's divisions, right? We have weight classes for a reason. And when you're doing it just like kind of all over the place, you're holding up these divisions. So it's like, okay, Bilal has won seven in a row. He should probably should get a title shot. Or Shavkat's won 18 in a row. He should probably get a title <laughs> shot. And now Leon's going to go up, right? Well, he's he's going to put that division on hold for, uh, what, 12 months, nine months, something like that? You know what's you know for me it's that Conor McGregor was the first person to do that in 2016. It had never happened since then. Yeah. Amanda, myself, Henry, Dillashaw's tried, Volkanovski's tried, yeah. Izzy's tried. So many people have tried now yeah. to do it when it was something that was so unheard of. And I believe that now these guys at 170 are like they feel like Sean Strickland's beatable. Yeah, yeah. I talk to people close to Duplessis. They believe it is an afterthought that he gets through Sean Strickland. Really? Like, they believe that he is so far ahead of Sean Strickland. 
that it will not be competitive. I don't, don't know how you Sean can watch Strickland. that last fight and feel like that. Yeah. That's that's wild. You think it's crazy? I, th I think that that's pretty crazy to make a statement that that bold uh, for Drake's two pussy. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's pretty wild. You think? Uh, do you think if Leon there was was to go up though? Do you yeah. think he could compete with those guys? Man, yeah, Le he, Leon's really he's good, impressive. man. I, yeah, uh, but could he outstrike Sean? Uh, he could, but y'all, I'm not like he's way better than Sean. I don't feel that way at all. No, I'm not saying he's way better than Sean, but yeah. I'm saying like it would seem as though the style matchup would be as ideal for him as anything he's going to find, right? Because at some point, one of those wrestlers at 185 is going to find a way to that championship. And then it becomes difficult. But I mean, does it really become difficult? Because we've seen Leon that was in there with wrestling dudes and they can't yeah. do nothing with him. He's actually a pretty good wrestler. He's gotten better, bro. Well, I'll tell you, I noticed better. it for the first time. Um, well, this is a long time. This one I was fighting still. I went to London. Um, he fought um, uh, Gunnar Nelson, who's Gunner a pretty Nelson. damn good wrestler, grappler type guy, and he really school. I I expected what I expected in that fight. If it was grappling exchange, that Gunnar would be able to get the better of him, both in yeah. the wrestling and the and the ground. Um, and that if it stayed on the feet, then Leon would win. But Gunnar got beat in every area. Leon beat every him area. In grappling, Dude, wrestling. So Leon yeah. there was just so good, bro. He's so good yeah. that he makes it look easy. And people don't like when it looks easy. Yeah. People don't well, like that. They don't like how easy it looked with Kobe Covington last weekend. But before we move on. Well, well, hold on, I, well, on. One, one thing about that, though, is Wait, I think he almost started getting overconfident because he made a few <laughs> errors, right, by getting a little too aggressive in the grappling. We're bouncing around really okay. quick. Let's let's button up Deshaun Strickland yeah. stuff before button we go to Leon. That I'm excited. So, dude, but does it make you more excited? And how about Sean Strickland actually telling those kids to move out of the way? Yeah, that dude's, that dude's crazy. This is, great, this is a great American. <laughs> this is this is the kind of guy we need. We don't need Colby. He's a scumbag. We need Sean Strickland. That's a great American. He's a gentleman. He said, "Kids, can you please move? I'm about to jump over and act like a freaking wild man. Attack this guy. Um, you know. And sure enough, he jumps over the chair and starts like, I don't know why you want to punch him on the top of the head. That seems like a bad place to punch him. Um. And I think he should have been a little more careful going over the chair, like may you know, like making nice slide through it because it's all folding chairs. That's what happened. I I believe he kind of like <laughs> slid through, but he kind of caught on, caught onto his head or something. In the uh, in the uh, outside, the octagon fights are crazy because <laughs> although you're like a fighter, but when you're like out there and you're fighting with somebody else, you don't really know what's happening, and so it's like weird, right? Because you end up rolling around, falling, then you're underneath the person, or you're on top of them. It's, yeah. it's a Fighting it just in general public is not like the thing. Like it's amazing that we not ever did it. Like in college and all that. What you were we did fights in college? Bro, I got into so many fights at Oklahoma. Really? It was bad. Why? Because you were just out there just antagonizing people. I was a tough just... guy. I wanted to show that I was a tough guy. But I wanted you, to show you, that I was you a tough got guy. chippy so with fight them. People. Was that? You got chippy with them first, though. You like it? You teased them. Constantly starting arguments because I knew I had the ultimate. I had the ultimate weapon in my pocket with the wrestling so i would fight all these bad people the people not bad i mean i was the bad guy but um i'd fight these guys and they just couldn't stop me from taking them down so it would make it really easy all right bro so <laughs> those guys those guys fought in the in the stands they're gonna fight yes. in the cage in january and i believe it's gonna be a very fun fight and i can't wait it's from toronto uh in january so Saturday, we were in Vegas, though, for Leon Edwards and Kobe Covington. 
those guys had history because anytime you fight Colby, you have history. Colby will find a <laughs> way to kind of plug at you until eventually he finds something that sticks. Yeah. He says something about Leon Edwards' father at the press conference. And Leon immediately, everything about him changed. He threw that bottle at Colby, and everything changed mm-hmm. whenever uh, their interactions. Dude, Leon's whole team was trying to kill Colby. And I'm telling you, if you can go to YouTube, there's a there's a, a video on Leon Edwards' past. And it was like the gangster that the UFC is trying to hide, right? Because Leon Edwards had some ties back where he's from uh, growing up. Mm-hmm. That part of Leon Edwards came out and Colby Covington did not react well to it yeah. to the point that at the, the face-off, you could see him almost mouthing. Do you, really, you think yeah. he said that? You think he said that? You think he said I was they, in character? Ben, UFC embedded subtitled it, but then they removed I know, it. I, but I couldn't hear it. I Bro, couldn't but hear they it. subtitled what he was saying, Ben. So you would, you're, So it. what you're saying is that if Colby said, I wouldn't have said that, they would have, they would have changed it. It's almost here. The Knicks anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests. We're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't... I think that... I think that it may have slipped through the cracks. 
because you don't want a guy throwing cold water on the fire that is the fight. Because essentially, if he's like, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, it's telling all these people that we want to buy this pay-per-view, this ain't real. Nah, but they love you see it. Like, Kobe Covington is real. You know, WWE, they're in character. You love that. You love it. Yeah, but I'm a simple man. Yeah, but I'm a simple man. I'm a simple man. Not everybody <laughs> can buy into it. I've taken a few friends to WWE. Um, they don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought it added another. I thought it really, really added another angle. Um, and you know, it it, it actually because I was kind of I heard they subtitled it. I saw the clip and I thought eh, there's no way, right? Because Colby has almost always his whole fight career, and even even I remember him back in wrestling days, right? He was just like hothead, aggressive, blah 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 blah, you know. And um, so I thought they mistitled it, but the way he fought made me think that was what he really said because he fought with a, a level of fear. And, you know, I was, I was thinking about like why that could be or why that was. And I remember when I, I, the longest gap in my career was when I, um, I retired, right. I retired for the first time and I got traded and I came back and I think it was 20 months maybe between my two fights. Like it was kind of a long time because I was retired for a while. Um, something to that effect. And you know, the, the whole, like, the lead-up is fun. Like, I love trash talking. I didn't really trash talk Robbie, but I love it, right? And then at some point, you look him in the face, and you're like, I got to fight this guy. Like, yep. he's going he's gonna to try to hurt me. And, you know, it's like there's a realization there because in practice, in practice you're fighting, but we're not really trying to hurt each other. not really trying to do it. And then it's like, this is a cage fight. This is real. Like, this guy's going to try to hurt me. I got to try to hurt him back. And... I felt like Colby had been doing the media circuit had been trying to be famous. And then he was like, shit, this guy, this guy's going to try to hurt me. And oh, I pissed I him off. And yes. I pissed him off. And I pissed him off. Yes. Don't you think that's what happened? That's my only explanation. So my thing, I thought that there's like this thing on, on, in, on Twitter. And it, it, it's, it's like when keeping it real goes wrong, people yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah. You can almost be so real that you paint yourself into a corner. And when you paint yourself into that corner, now you got to deal with the actions or the behaviors yeah. that you've exhibited publicly. Yes. I don't know that when he came up with that line, because here's the deal. I don't know if you go off the cuff and everything you did at those press conferences, but I didn't. I always, not even at the press conference, but post-fight interviews, yeah, yeah, you yeah. always have a little bit of an idea of what you want to say because you yeah. know it has to resonate makes sense i don't know if he knew that he would get that reaction because yeah. the reaction he got was from rocky and his team but also sean strickland also patty pimblett and ian yeah. everybody it was it i was don't know how do you not know that's a scumbag thing to say you got to be pretty of like, course but like the, I think he, I, I don't know that he knew it would get that response because for the first yeah. time, you know, MMA fans are usually pretty split. It yeah. felt almost as though it was universally agreed that he was completely out of line. Regardless, <laughs> no of, out of line. Regardless, regardless of like what it does to sell pay-per-views, everybody yeah. felt like it was completely out of line. And then when he got that, now you're stuck in a corner with just your team, who are probably thinking to themselves, this dude shouldn't have said that. And then when you get in that octagon, now you got President Trump out there, you got all these people, and most of these people in there want to see you get your ass kicked. So you yeah. think you get hit, bang. All of a sudden, you're like, I don't want to give them the satisfaction 
of watching me get my ass kicked. And then Leon Edwards is better than you expected. And yeah. that's where the problems come. But why do you think he didn't go after him right away? Yeah, that's where I was like, I feel like you. I, he, we've never seen that version of Cole. I've gotta, I, go I, I really got to ask him. I got to ask him. I, I need to get an opportunity to talk to him and ask him, like, what was it? Because what I, and I'll ask him straight up, like, were you afraid? I, I mean, it just felt a little bit like he was What's a bit of reason. What's the other reason? I don't know. I We've never yeah. seen him not pressure. It's it's his calling card. It's all he does from start to finish. He weaponizes his card. Bro, the entire fight build, we constantly talked about his cardio, how he weaponized cardio his pressure, cardio. Because that was the way to win. Bro, it was and, and it was it was it really was his only way to beat Leon Edwards. He was never gonna outstrike him. And yeah. I also knew that Covington would not be able to have as much success against U as he did against Usman. Because yeah. while Kamaru is a really good striker, Kamaru was wanting to just get his hands on him. So he would take shots to hit him. Yeah. Leon Edwards is too slick for that. He yeah. wasn't gonna play that game. So yeah. I think I think Kobe got a little scared, bro. I I I I, yeah. I hate to say a cage fighter that goes to an octagon to fight gets afraid. But I think he might have got a little scared. Might have got a little scared. You know what I chuckled at? I chuckled at because uh, he, he was just he was just missing. You know I don't like Kobe. So uh, well, first of all, he raised his hand after the fight. It was like, oh my god. Yo, wait, did he win? Did he win? Because bro, <laughs> I uh, stop, stop, Ben, Ben. Stop. I had tweets with people going three, two, Kobe, and I'm like, no, no, nobody no. said that. I had the verdict. The verdict that where's my damn verdict? Tab? Verdict was very clear. Everyone's very clear. It was very clear. Four to one. It Four was to one. Easy win. It was easy, easy to say Leon Edwards won the fight. Four one. Why so did Kobe simple. raise his hands like he won though? That's he because that's the character he plays, right? And so he did that, but then he broke. I don't know if you, I don't know if you were paying attention at this point in time because it was later. Okay, okay. So he goes, I thank the first responders. He does this whole gimmick, right? And then at the end, he's saying like, I thank you. I'm thanking you guys again for coming. You know, sorry to put on a boy. And then they're still they're still booing him. And he finally broke. And he goes, "F you, broke bitches." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, remember yeah. this? You loved that, didn't you? He totally what? broke. <laughs> what do you mean he broke? What do you mean? Because he was trying to do the. He was trying to do the. I'm a good, good American. Thank you to the first responders. I'm not a scumbag. I thank you guys for coming out. And then he just he couldn't take it anymore. He said, "Fuck you, broke bitches." <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. Bro. That was what he said. What do you mean you saw it? I saw it in his eyes. I say, saw f it. these people. I saw it. Bro, okay, you not, too. <laughs> but then it's like, but like, but then it like, and if there was fear that people would celebrate him like you losing, now he's got like John Jones is like we're gonna dance on his grave. This is Daniel. This is how you know Colby is the ultimate bad guy. People from all different walks of life. Well, I don't see eye to eye with John Jones on a lot. I'm sure I do on some, you know. Um, but everyone who's game went past Colby, George Masvidal, John Jones, we all think he sucks. No one. Who, talking, tell me you, one person who said Colby Covington is a great stand-up man. Well, it just seems like since the fight, everybody's kind of coming out saying the opposite. It what? feels like now they're all saying the opposite of him, like that he was. Uh, John Jones said he was going to buy Leon Edwards a motorcycle because Colby he dealt sucks. with Colby. Colby's just a bad guy. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, this is not like we're going like, there's not like these aren't pillars of society that are calling. Well, this no, guy. but this is what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm saying you can have people from all different walks of life, and anyone yes. who's crossed this guy's path says this is not a good dude. Yes, 
Yes. yes. Okay. So, and and obviously, like he's been a few places, but yes, I don't know, man. I just kind of wanted to know why you thought. I just, I really wanted to know why you thought he fought. Like it was the most. I think it had to be scared. That's just, I can't come up with another. I can't. I mean, it's right. What are the other options? They thought it was a good strategy. Nah, there's no way that's the case. Did he throw the fight? There's there's an option. That's probably no. Unlikely. He would not have thrown the fight. Well, that's what I'm saying. But what are the options? Go through all the options. He's scared. He threw the fight. Uh, that was he thought it was a good strategy. Like, what are the uh, what are the actual options for his behavior? I think Leon was just a lot better than him, and he recognized it very quick. And he figured safety. But you know the only him. way you know this from wrestling. You know this from wrestling. What's the only way to beat someone who's way better than you? Wrestle him hard as hell. Go gas just him out. Go after him. That's go it. Gas him out. Just go after him. That's if somebody's way better than you, you just try as hard as you damn can and hope that they make a mistake to <laughs> let you in the match. It really is. Hey, yeah. what did you make of Kobe calling out uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson? Uh, I think he watched Shopcott take him down a bunch and said that's my <laughs> easiest possible option. Right? You think, you think he fights Shavkat if they offer him that? Uh, I think I would like to see Colby against. I don't want to see Wonder Boy. I love Wonder Boy. He's older. He he needs to be done. I I am. Not, and I know he said he likes fighting. I don't love watching guys get older. We'll talk about Ferg probably. Some that's a, it's sad, right? We don't like <laughs> seeing guys get old. Uh, I think Sean Brady would be a good option. He's an up and comer, ranked a couple spots below Colby. I think I would go Leon if I'm if I'm making the matches Leon. And uh, Bilal, Shavkat, and Colby. If Colby can beat Shavkat, give him another shot. G give him another shot. I think Colby's done with title shots, bro. Man, I think he's he done beats, with title if shots. If he beats Shavkat, I think he's done with title shots. They will be so hesitant to give him another title shot after what we saw last weekend. Yeah. But, but, yes, I do agree. Bilal should be next. But, bro, even Bilal should be scared, though. Dana White won't commit to him as the next guy, which I don't understand why. And even Leon's trying to no-sell him. Leon's like, ah, I don't think Bilal should be next. What yeah. more does a man got to do? I, I don't know. I don't know why Leon's doing that. I'm not really sure. I, I Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I have no good reasons for that one. It's kind of weird, too, because Leon went through the same thing. He had weird. to win a whole bunch of fights to get his title fight. Yeah, and, and just being a good guy and not, a, not really like a performer or a trash talker that Leon is, I feel like his thing should be, give me the next guy up. Oh, yeah. if I'm I'm gonna fight whoever the next guy is, give me the next guy up, I'll fight him. Ugh, rough, man. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. This division's fun, though. This division's fun. All right, but before I get you out of here. So as we're getting ready for UFC 296, all the talk was of David Goggins now training Tony Ferguson. I said something about David Goggins publicly because I, I respect the hell out of the guy. I think the guy is a stud. I think the the mental the mental uh, strength that he has on display and everything is like mm -hmm. second to none. This guy is a savage. Mm -hmm. But what I said was, Tony Ferguson went through hell week, and of course he did. He's a world class athlete. You remember I said that? Yeah, of course. He did. To you right? Yeah. So I don't know how I'm supposed to interact with David Goggins because he likes fighting, and I'm pretty sure guys like that. When you are, if, if he's into something like that, it becomes big news in MMA. They really tap into what's going on in MMA, especially when it's talking about them. So him and I, like, we're like around each other, and but we're not talking. So I'm like, I wonder if this guy saw what I said. Like, because I, I said something like he's oh. a guy that runs. And so I was like, it's a very odd thing. Then finally he said, what's up, man? 
to me. So then we talked a little bit. We discussed Tony Ferguson and Tony Ferguson retiring. He even David Goggins said that he thinks it should be time for Tony Ferguson. Really, bro? I mean, one everyone sees it. One, not Tony. Tony said he ain't going nowhere. Everyone but Tony. One. Fortunately, how impressive? How impressed were you by one Patty Pimblet? None. And two. <laughs> <laughs> What's what's two? What and two is it time for Tony Ferguson to be gone, man? Yes. It's time for him to retire. Like that. Yeah. How tired was Patty going in the third none. round? None. You can't just say none, bro. His, Patty was so tired. You know what I'm mad about Tony Ferguson for? He went through a hell week, but my man forgot how to folk style wrestle. This guy wrestled <laughs> his whole life. He wrestled in college at Grand Valley State. He forgot to stand up. He forgot to sit out. Switch all. all well, he, plays he plays jujitsu. He's done jujitsu for yes. so long and he's gotten so good at it that he kind of plays jujitsu. But it's losing. It is losing. It's so it's it losing. I mean, T Patty was so tired of the third. You got you guys said it, right? You nailed it. You could see it in his eyes. Patty was so tired. I mean, what about not getting it? Tony, you you also wrestled. How about you could go get a takedown? Like, mm -hmm. so this is this is exactly what we said is like you're working on your cardio, but you should be working on your skills. Because if you had the ability, he didn't to get... look tired though. He, he did not look tired. Of course, he wasn't he tired. tired. He went through hell week. Of course not. You're right. So to get to David Goggins' credit, he had Tony in shape. Yeah, but he just needed to do a takedown or a stand up. I mean, uh, Pimble was so tired um, going into the third round. It felt like if Tony could get back up, Patty was going to break. Um, isn't it kind? Of, go ahead. Isn't it kind of weird when people compare, especially these foreigners, right? Europeans. Everybody wants to compare them to Conor McGregor. Yes. Even Patty Pimlet's manager. Ian Gary also. Ian, yeah, Ian Gary too, right? But even Patty mm -hmm. Pimlet's manager the other day said, put Patty versus Conor. Everybody would watch that. Would you? Well, I mean, Conor needs someone he can beat. Hey, I want to tell <laughs> you, I predicted Conor McGregor would not fight in 2023. We are at December 20th. 2023. Rewind the tape. Luis, go find it. You know I said it. He ain't fighting in 2023. We're here. There's no more fights. He didn't make the walk. Hey, Ben, so you think, so you just don't think Patty Pimble is good? What do you think? I know. I don't know. I don't think he's very skilled. Really? Why? I mean, like, he's all right. Like, he's like, uh, he is like a mid-level UFC guy who can put on entertaining fights. Um, but he's not particularly good anywhere. Like he's not overly good anywhere. Um, he gets tired, right? That that's happened a couple of times. He didn't look great in the third round against Jared Gore, and he didn't look great in the third round against Tony Ferguson. Um, yeah, I just think if they put him with someone who's more skilled, he's going to get beat. But he is a big draw. Maybe you just put it, keep putting him in his guys his own skill level that he can, you it know, beat or have competitive fights with. It just kind of feels like. After that fight week last year with Jared Gordon, yeah, it's like man, like it, his his flame has been kind of cooled off a lot. Because oh, for wow. a while he was like the man, everybody loved him. And this time it just didn't feel the same. It didn't feel as big because Patty Pimlet was there. And I don't know if that's a that's a credit to the depth of the card because it was an amazing card, or yeah. maybe people just aren't as interested in Patty Pimlet. You remember he released that video of Dana and him talking about uh, the messages and all that other shit. And, 
He just oh, like I don't remember that. Dude, you don't remember that last year when he was about to fight Jared Gordon? He got into a big fight, him and Ariel. And uh um, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, like yeah, all those and, and people just like turned on him. And it feels like it just like it kind of like just like like kind of like extinguished his fire a little bit. It was it was weird, man, to see a kid go from being so hot to like not really yeah. having that type of effect on people anymore, especially so fast. But then I thought this yeah. week he had a good week, right? He, he had no hiccups. He didn't say anything out of line. He fought a guy in Tony Ferguson who it's hard to beat, right? Because even though you beat him, people are like, that's one of my favorites of all time, and he's old that's, now and you beat him. Yeah. He, he that's was another in a possibility that people like, people like Tony, so they're less likely to cheer for Patty because they – Everyone, Tony lost six in a row. We all wanted to see him win. We Seven. all wanted to see the old guy get one more. <laughs> Dude, it's so crazy watching Tony, too, because he's like, he just doesn't, he doesn't see it. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know how he does that. Like, how does he not see what seems so clear to everybody else that uh, it's time? How, how does he not see? How does he do that? How does he do that? That's the mind control. Uh, has anyone ever like really interviewed him and said uh, he fights with you? Whenever you interview him, he just fights with you and argues yeah, with you. Yeah. So <laughs> <what's his personality? laughs> he's very disagreeable. That's his personality type. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I mean, that right, this is the bad thing. This is the bad thing with fighters in particular, where you know the key is to go go over the hill, right? You get the over the hill and you go a little bit down because you know you still got a little bit left but but you, you got to retire before you get all the way down here right because we're all going to get there nobody's been fighting till they're 60 we're, we're all going to get to the point where we're not very good anymore and the key is to retire before you take too many l's tony's got seven in a row we've seen other people do it and um, anderson did it anderson did it anderson did those it. guys yeah those guys like all BJ. lose a lot of fights at the end bj Penn, bro but that was hard yeah. to watch and bj Penn hard to watch because everyone loved him, right? Yeah, but like, then Tony's not, at least Tony's not getting, like, destroyed. But then how far back can you take him? Because I'm pretty sure he makes decent money. How far back can you take him now? Because Patty Pimlet is at the very fringe of the top 15. Are you now taking Tony back to fight guys that are, are uh, not even in the top 15? And Or does the UFC get rid of him? Does the I, UFC really cut a Tony Ferguson? I swear I saw that on Twitter. There's the one, I don't, I don't, you I are literally the most fake news person I've ever met. You are fake news. Like I nobody do not do fake news. Bro, you are fake news. I you listen, here's what I'm saying. I'm gonna tell you, I read this. I don't know if it's true. I'm gonna tell you what I read. <laughs> I read that he got cut from the roster. Twitter, man. Go you gotta stop believing everything on Twitter. Twitter man. is a great source of information. Maybe the yeah. greatest source of information that human beings have ever had. Are you serious? For real. Think about Who's it. Anyone could post. It's an aggregation of all the things people say. You can follow once you know someone's full of crap because you've seen them be full of crap. You know, okay, this guy, I ain't gonna trust them. This guy, you know who the you know who the real smart ones are. I'll tell you who the real here's how I find out real smart ones. You got to pay close attention. It's the yep. guys who say it before it happens, right? Everyone can give you the retrospective. Here's why this happened in the past, right? But when the guys say, "Here's what is gonna happen," and they nail it like a whole bunch of times, that's the real smart ones. Okay. Okay, man. Yes. man, you're becoming a great source for like breaking information. You got the Robert Whitaker injury and everything. You, you're the man, Ben. You're taking this MMA media thing like boots on uh, the ground. You, you're the boots on the <laughs> ground, dog. Hey, Ben, man, thanks for doing this as always, bro. I appreciate you. Uh, get yeah. some rest, enjoy the holidays because you know what it is. It's the most 
wonderful time of the year. You know what it is. You know what it is. Man. Up. What was that other song you sang that one time? Uh, Shut oh, up. Some cake. Shut up. Shut what the up. hell with that song? Shut up. Like, subscribe, tell your friend to tell a friend. Uh, find the and cake and chicken. Got a YouTube what, what? channel. And then I'm doing stuff like this with Ben Askren. Make sure you guys follow Ben Askren everywhere. Shut uh, your ass up, Ben. Until next chicken. time. Peace. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.